Hey there, everyone. How are you? Thank you very much for coming back for podcast number two. Now, I'd like to start off by saying to everyone a real heartfelt thank you for all the love and encouragement I got from every single one of you for dropping the first podcast. As you all know, those that know me very, very well that I've been tweeting with for the last couple of days know exactly how nervous I was about doing it. But yet, I'd done it. It got a lot of love and honestly, still buzzing from it. Really, really am. Right, so podcast number two, where are we going with it? Well, I did say that I'd look at certain stories, bits and pieces, and then see where we go from there. Now, today there was um, a story that was dropped in uh, The Express, which is uh, a UK newspaper, and it was done by a a journalist called John Austin. And it was uh, entitled, Do ETs and UFOs found in Apache Indian cave painting prove ancient aliens visited Earth? Right, just let me hang on to that one for a sec. Um, I don't really think we need the paintings. I think we're all pretty clued up and all of us know that we've been visited for a long, long time. We haven't needed paintings to illustrate it in any way. We know we've been visited, right? Okay. So, um, paraphrasing from the story. It was um, a Native American cave drawing um, and it was in uh, Legends Rock, uh, Wyoming, uh, which some of you may know. Um, And it's said uh, to depict alien life-like figure. And the site itself contains more than 280 petroglyphs. Some are thought to date back 10,000 years. I mean, 10,000 years. A lot of us don't, you know, history kind of stops like, what, 6,000 years ago? Maybe seven at a push? Therefore, I mean, this is like predating uh, the the Star People artwork, which was uh, found in Sago Canyon, Utah. And I mean, that dates back to 5,000 BC. I'll just leave that there to sink in for a sec. I mean, 5,000 BC. So, anyway, so looking at this story, I kind of thought to myself, you know, Native Americans, star people, ETs, UFOs, and then it tapped on something that I found a little while ago and totally intrigued me. Now, me and Sarah, a little while ago, we brought ourselves the DVD box set of Hangar One. I don't know if you know it, if you don't know it. If you don't know it, buy it. It will be the one of the best purchases you ever have. It's all based on ufology, um, story. In fact, they're all MUFON case files. And the cast, the cast in it is fantastic. I mean, you've got people like, let me think, uh, John Ventre from MUFON, Dwight, uh, Dwight Equitz, uh, UFO researcher, the one, the only, Mr. Jimmy Church. Uh, Mike Barra, UFO investigator, and Jeremy Ray, who works for MUFON. And this guy is hes brilliant. Everything that he does is just fantastic. Um, so I digress slightly with that, but there, there was an episode that we sat and we watched, and it was so good that I had to watch it twice, and it was called Star People. 
Um, it just blew me away to think everywhere within sacred lands there is so many sightings and the thing as well is i don't think independent investigators are allowed in to investigate i think it all ha actually has to be done by the native americans uh, in their police service or their own native american investigators but again that kind of makes me think to myself well why do they need the investigators if the star people or star beings as they call them are such a big part of their legend and their culture so then it got me thinking about a story that i watched and it it was a move on um investigative file and it was at the blackfeet reservation montana and it was dated in november 1970 and it was um, a young lad called Tom. He was a Blackfoot Indian and he was on his way to school one morning. And as he's walking along, he gets stopped by the tribal elder. And everyone called him Old Man Wolf. He calls Tom over and says uh, that he wants to teach him about the beings that visit the mountains and the hills where they're tribal. So they start walking along a trail and then Old Man Wolf points to some strange footprints. And these are like half the size of Tom's. Tom is in total amazement looking at these. They're barefooted. There's bits of snow on the ground. So, Tom and Old Man Wolf carry on trekking. They, they follow the prints. And this goes on for about two miles. And it takes them to a mountain. The footprints stop and they find themselves in this clearing. So they sit on the rock. Tom just sits there looking around while Old Man Wolf is explaining to him that, you know, these are part of their culture. And then Old Man Wolf explains that there's a circle, perfect circle over in the clearing. And it was caused, get ready for this, when the Star People's Starcraft landed. So you take that on board. You're a young lad, you're Tom. First of all, you get hit with this. These little footprints. They're from, they're from the sky, they're from the Star People, you know. And then you follow them for two miles to this clearing. And then you find this perfectly circle clearance in this wooded clearing okay but then it doesn't just stop there old man wolf drops on tom that these people have been visiting for thousands of years <laughs> what a head trip i mean that that's for Tom, I mean, that, that is better than going to school, isn't it? I mean, that, that is education right there. Probably far better than he would have learned at school that day. So going for a trek with Old Man Wolf, picking all this stuff up, has probably, probably taught him a thing or two. <laughs> so anyway, Old Man Wolf carries on telling Tom about the star people and, you know, 
how nice they are and all these other bits and pieces and Tom's looking around he's looking at the indentation left by the craft he's looking around at the footprints and he's looking up at the old man as he's telling him and then out of the corner of his eye you've guessed it bump there it is a large disc Tom stares at it for a second and then it vanishes as soon as it turned up and there you go. That That is an actual MUFON firewall. I mean, I don't know. You can probably check this out online. If you have access to any of the MUFON files, you can probably find it there. But as I say, I mean, this this was all on Hangar 1, and it is fantastic. If you are going to buy it, though, and you are from the UK, I suggest that you look around because we had a real problem finding one for the UK. If you're in America or Australia, they're two a penny. Not a problem at all. But anyway, it, it it makes you wonder why Native American folklore is um is filled with so many stories of otherworldly visitors, um interstellar travel, of star people. Not only that as well, I mean you've got to look at sort of like Native American shamans and the way that they're able to transcend cosmically or reach right out there. It's I mean it's amazing, and you know, what was Old Man Wolf teaching Tom? You know, this is a, this is a legend. These people have been visiting us for thousands of years. So, what is he doing? Is he disclosing to Tom? Is he cutting Tom in on the deal? I have absolutely no idea. But then, I got thinking further on down the line that maybe there's a possible link between Native Americans and where. They settle their reservations and their sacred uh, sacred places. Because there seems to be a lot of visitation, UFO visitation. But also, a lot of their settlements and sacred places are on ley lines. Now, anyone that knows ley lines, or don't know what ley lines are, rather, um, they are the thin lines of natural magnetic energy that go around the Earth. So, they're going round this, that, and the other, and then eventually some of them intersect, which cause a vortex. Now, a vortex is an energy. If you can imagine like a tornado going up, I mean, this is invisible, and it's, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, but from magnetic energy. I mean, so this is happening at certain points where all these sacred lands are vortex going up into the sky like a big kind of tornado of energy so a lot of these ufo visitations are turning up there what if certain points these vortexes in the ley lines they're there to be able to power up the craft fuel it up using a form of magnetic energy i mean that's plausible, right? And what about if the vortex and the power from it was so strong that it could actually open up, I don't know, say for instance an interdimensional portal. There you go. That that was mind-blowing for me. I sat there and I thought about it and I thought, well, it's, it's all totally plausible. Anyway, 
That's the end of podcast number two, Native America and the ET Connection. I'd love to know what you think about any of the subjects here. If there's anything I've missed, if there's anything I've got wrong, please just drop me a comment underneath and help me. All right, because remember, I'm still new and I'm learning with you. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to podcast number two. This is Jimmy. You've been great. See you later.